And what are you going to be? And I'm going to be a doctor when I grow up. Why? Because I'm going to be a, a doctor okay. when I grow up. Do you want to help people? What am I going to be? I'm going to be an officer. An ostrich? No, an officer. Oh. And what is Hendrix going to be? going to be a firefighter. Hendrix is going to be a firefighter? <laughs> is it because he has red hair? <laughs> Hello and welcome to a new episode of Hot Marriage Cool Parents. This is your host, Douglas Hayner. Not joined by my wife, Jamie, because she is out in L.A. shooting Unfiltered, which this season, if you aren't caught up with Married at First Sight, the newest season, is actually amazing. I get a lot of inside information from Jamie. They actually filmed Unfiltered in our living room for the first couple weeks. So now everything kind of settled down. And because COVID-19 tests are a little bit more readily available, now Jamie had to take two tests before she flew out to LA. The people that are going to be in the production and in the actual room there had to take COVID tests. So it was a tough decision, but Jamie is now out in Los Angeles filming for Unfiltered. But today we do have a phenomenal episode with a couple of our friends who had reached out to Jamie through social media and were inspired by her story about finding her father after doing some DNA testing. And it turns out that the story that really caught both Jamie and I, one of our friends, Tim, had heard of Jamie's story and actually went and got the DNA testing done and found his mother, his biological mother. So he still considers his adopted parents, his mom and dad, but we're going to get a chance to hear that inspiring story and what has developed you know, with his mom and the relationship that they have now, which was really a touching and heartwarming story. And it's Really nice to see some of, uh, you know, Jamie's been so open and honest more than anybody that I know as far as putting out everything that has happened to her in the past. And time after time after time, she gets these messages from people saying thank you. And it's really, really inspiring. And it's really, really heartwarming for me to watch because of what Jamie went through. And if you don't know too much about her backstory, growing up in a trailer park, having a mom who was not there all the time, who was addicted to drugs and how Jamie had taken over custody of her younger sisters and kind of took on a mom role at a really young age, but then kind of broke the mold and got out of that trailer park. And you know, her book, Wifey 101, is a great read if you're looking for something from really rags to riches per se, but you know, making it out and still having a great relationship with her sisters. And it's just really, really a feel-good story. And that's what we wanted to showcase on today's episode was how Tim and his journey and finding his biological mother. And if any of our friends out there, if you have an inspiring story, if something that's happened, you know, whether it was through us or anything that's happened that you've overcome, we love hearing from you. We would love to bring on as many of you as we can onto the Hot Marriage Cool Parents podcast because we love hearing stories. We love getting to meet and hear from you guys. 
And of course, one of the ways where you can reach out is by leaving a five-star review on Hot Marriage Cool Parents. We love giving a shout out each week. So this week comes from Mackenzie Doodle, who writes, honest input from a loving couple. This couple is so lovely and I admire their honesty. I watch them on Married at First Sight and seeing their love story and family grow is incredibly special. Keep all the warm and fuzzy feelings and great advice coming. So thank you, Mackenzie Doodle. That was really nice of you. And for anybody that hasn't listened or if you haven't followed us on social media, on Instagram, Jamie and I have taken the trip down to Florida and actually moved down here for the next couple months. Earlier in the year, before this whole COVID thing, we were searching for another property to be able to kind of fix up, have a place to go when it gets cold up in New Jersey. And also something that we can kind of rent out as an Airbnb. I still work for a software company. Jamie is more of an independent kind of entrepreneur. You know, so we chose down in Florida, which, you know, once we went down there in the beginning of the year, Jamie was six, seven months pregnant. And then all of a sudden the COVID-19 thing hit and it became a pandemic across the whole country. So we rushed back to New Jersey. We obviously had Hendrix and who's a gigantic boy who's now three months old, but we headed down now because it was our only chance to get down here. I'm still working remote for my job, so I'm able to really do that from anywhere. And now that Hendrix was old enough to where we can fly and safely, and, and we really, really did take every precaution possible. But we are now in Florida. We came down here on Monday, and Jamie was here for Monday Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then flew out at 6 a.m. on Friday. So this is the first time that I've been home for more than a few days or for more than a day, I should say, with both Henley and Hendrix. And it has been interesting. I now have so much empathy for single parents. It is so difficult. And just because maybe I'm not used to it, I don't have a routine, but moving down here and yes, it's hot. Yes, we have a pool. There's a lot of distractions, but this whole virus thing, we can't really go anywhere. We have to quarantine for a couple of weeks. We don't have anything in this house. The first thing that we purchased for the house, which I started to kind of complain and really dig a nail <laughs> into Jamie, but uh, just to get a TV here. So now we only have a TV inside the house. There's no couches. We have two stools that are in the kitchen and then we have a bed. So we have a bed that's in our bedroom and that's it. That's all we have. And it's not like I could go shopping now without Jamie. I want her to be here to be able to decorate, but we just didn't have time to get down here and start to shop and get everything delivered. And now that we are down here, there's just nothing in the house. So it's been an interesting two days. Um, yesterday, Henley did not take a nap whatsoever. It's been a fun couple of days. You know, I I didn't know how things would be with watching Henley and Hendrix and being with them for a couple of days straight. And I think I have a pretty good routine down. The hardest part is just not having anything in the house, just having electricity and water and a TV. That's it. There's no place to sit. Thankfully, we brought a whole bunch of Henley's toys, but by some miracle, they are both napping right now. So I don't know how much time I'm going to have before they wake up, but with Jamie away, she wanted to try to call in, but she's actually going to be filming all day. So 
she's not going to be able to join us for this. So I won't keep us too, too much longer because I really want to get to the story of our friend Tim and his wife and their journey into finding his biological mother. So yeah, so I'm really looking forward to Jamie coming back. She'll be back on Monday, which is going to be tomorrow. And we'll have a lot to talk about for next week's episode. But without further ado, I think we should bring on Tim and his wife. So Kelly Dexter and her husband, Tim, are our special guests today. And for those of you that don't know, Jamie, after over 30 years of searching, finally found her father through a DNA service. And Kelly reached out to Jamie through social media because her husband's story is very similar. And after many years, he has finally found his biological mother and siblings. I think stories like this are so inspiring. So we wanted to invite them on Hot Marriage Cool Parents to tell us all about it. Welcome. Hello. Thanks. So first and foremost, I did see pictures of Tim, of you with your biological mother. And I just want to give you the biggest congratulations because I mean, what a great feeling to connect with, you know, your biological mother. I can't imagine how amazing that feels, but let's start from the beginning. And can you tell me a little bit, Tim, about how you grew up and when you found out you were adopted and then what made you want to find your biological mother? So growing up, I always knew that I was adopted. I never you know, knew the story behind why I was adopted, but always just knew that I was adopted. I had amazing parents. Um, they raised me the right way. I never had any voids in my life that I felt needed to be filled. I never really wondered about my biological parents because I had parents and it was never really an issue or anything. And I think what changed was, you know, as you get older, you start going to the doctor for stuff. And every time you go, they ask family history. And that was really what kind of changed for me because I wanted to know my family history. And so that was kind of what opened the door to this whole thing. Um, I had a conversation with my doctor about three years ago, and she really just encouraged me to do it. And she basically said that, you know, every year that goes by that I don't do it is a year that I might miss out on meeting them. And, you know, that really struck home with me. I sat on that for a couple of years and thought about it. And it wasn't really until, you know, earlier this year that I decided to do the 23andMe and go searching. Wow. So I can relate to literally all of that. Like when you're at the doctor's office and they say, what's your paternal side? What's your maternal side? And I'd always know my mom's side, but I never knew my dad's side. So I totally, totally relate to all of that. And how amazing that your adoptive parents loved you so much and were such great parents that you didn't even, you didn't feel that need to seek out your biological parents. But then you did and you did 23andMe. And I know that for myself, like when I did the DNA test, I did both. I did 23andMe and I did Ancestry. And when I got the results, I mean, there's, I don't know if this happened to you, but there's like a list of like 20 people and they're not necessarily very close. Did that happen to you as well? Yeah, so I did, with 23andMe, I did the health history as well as the ancestry. And, you know, it gives you the option to turn on or turn off the connections, you know, the relatives, the blood relatives. Mm -hmm. And at first I was kind of apprehensive. I was like, well, maybe I should just go with the health history. That's kind of what I'm going into this for. I just want to know what I should be looking out for in my boys and, you know, what type of family history there is. And then I think, you know, curiosity just 
became too much and I turned the feature on to you know, find my blood relatives and right away kind of ranked the people in order from, you know, the really close connections that you're going to have and then the very distant relatives. So the first one that popped up was an aunt on my mother's side and her status on there was inactive. So I could tell that she wasn't really active on the 23andMe app, which was kind of a relief at first because it gave us time to just sit on it and, yeah. you know, kind of think about, okay, are we going to go down this rabbit hole of looking her up on social media and trying to connect or are we just going to not, you know, maybe disable that function and just go back to, you know, our normal life. So so then what was it that pushed you over the edge and made you want to go down that rabbit hole? And also real fast, I didn't realize that you didn't do it to find your biological mother. You did it just to get your health history, it sounds like. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, at first it was, you know, I got these two boys now and every time you go to the doctor, they want to know about family history. And I want them to be able to tell their doctors, yeah, I, I have a history of this or I don't have anything. And then I think it very quickly just kind of jumped to, you know what, and, you know, we uh, find out that this wasn't going to go good. You know, like I was the family secret. Nobody wanted to know about me. You know, nobody did know about me and be turned away. And I was prepared for that. You know, our family prepared for that. We talked about it. We, we talked about it a lot. And I think what happened was when we saw that aunt's name, we just said, let's look on social media. Let's see if we can find the aunt. Right. And I think within five minutes, my wife Kelly had found my mom, my biological sister, wow. um, my half-sister, and it just really opened up very quickly. And it was all like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we're doing this. And <laughs> even after that, even after we found them, we kind of confirmed, okay, yeah, we knew my mom's name. We knew that I had a sister. It took us hours of just looking through everything to piece it all together and find out who was who. And then we still sat on that for three weeks. Yeah, about three weeks where we never reached out to anybody and we just kind of let it all sink in and decided, you know, do we really want to go down this hole? Do we really want to contact them? And you know, what if nobody knows about me? And that was kind of yeah. the biggest worry was if nobody knew about me, what's going to happen if they all of a sudden find out? And did you have any information at all before the test as far as like person or geography or last name or anything like that? Yeah, so my birth certificate, I knew that I was born in Kenosha, Wisconsin. I knew that my mother's name was Kay. And recently when I had talked to my parents about the 23andMe thing, my mom disclosed and said, well, you know you have a full sister. And I wow. said, no, I, I didn't know that. That was never told to me. So I knew a little bit of information, but nothing nothing real concrete. I never knew last names or you know if they were from Kenosha, Wisconsin. I just knew that I was born there because I have a birth certificate that says I was born there. Right. Um, so your parents who adopted you, did they ever have that conversation? Like if you want to look for your biological mother or other extended family, were they supportive or were they letting you kind of bring it up? You know, to be honest with you, it was never brought up. You know, I have my parents. They are my parents, 100%. We never really talked about it. It wasn't an issue. And to this day, it's not an issue. They're still my parents. You know, they raised me. All the credit, you know, goes to them. You know, it was one of those things where I think they're not going to bring it up if I don't bring it up. And I never brought it up. Gotcha. I mean, and that goes to show that they're amazing parents and very loving and, and whatnot. I wanted to ask you, because you kept on saying that you sat on the information, you know, you weren't sure what to do with it. And then something made you, like, what was it that made you go down that rabbit hole of actually connecting to your mom? 
So it was watching the show. It was the Married at First Sight. I, we can't recall if it was like a catch-up, tell-all type thing. But Jamie, you had talked about how you had reached out to, correct me if I'm wrong, but an aunt of yeah. your father's and that your father had passed away a couple months earlier. And to be honest, I've always watched Married at First Sight. I mean, this is like, oh my gosh, total fangirl moment, like talking <laughs> to you guys. But like every time you post on Instagram, you're like, my best friend. I'm like, I'm one of those. She just doesn't know that. <laughs> so for whatever reason, Tim was watching it with me. And like, I distinctly remember, I'm like, you need to watch this because I told him about you and he saw that. And then he didn't want that to happen to him. And his doctor had said, you know, you may reach out and you may be too late at some point. And so that was really where we kind of were like, okay, we have this information now, but we also didn't want to rush into anything. And we definitely like prayed about it and just kind of said, okay, like when the time is right, then we'll reach out because I don't know. We just kind of thought like in this type of a situation, like it's not necessarily something you do like a knee jerk type reaction. It needs right. to be thought out and processed and stuff like that. So. so the real deciding factor after we had kind of scoped everybody out a little bit and kind of figured out, okay, we think we know who everybody is. You know, we sat on that for probably at least three weeks. And then we finally decided, you know, we just need to reach out to my biological mother named Kay. And, you know, a lot of that I think just came from the curiosity. And I think we were just ready at that point to yeah. move forward and, you know, reaching out to her first, we thought was the best idea sure. because our fear was like, okay, what if I'm the family secret that nobody knows about? And we didn't want to out anybody. So that's why we messaged her first. Yeah, totally. And I'm not on social media. So Kelly had to do it for me. <laughs> right. Just like you don't watch Married at First Sight all the time. It's always the wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 The men always say, oh yeah, my husband makes, or my wife Life makes me watch this. <laughs> yeah. So preparing for that first reach out to your mother, was it a direct message through Facebook? I guess, what did it say in that message? And what was her response? Well, before we get to that question, I do want to quickly mention one of our sponsors, Disney Hits Playlist. Every single person that's listening right now, I know knows three or four different Disney songs. Right now in my head, I'm singing Under the Sea, and then I also know a couple of Beauty and the Beast songs. Tie your napkin round your neck, shuddy, and we'll provide the rest. I'm not going to sing more, but if you have a streaming service, if you have Alexa, there's a new Disney Hits playlist that is going to be available anytime, anywhere, features all of your favorite Disney songs. All you have to say is, Alexa, play Disney Hits or stream Disney Hits from your favorite music service. And let the magic of Disney music bring a smile to your face and always warms my heart. Disney Hits is the happiest playlist on earth. Disney Hits playlist is available on all music streaming services. Again, just simply say, Alexa, play Disney Hits. Or if you have another streaming service, Disney Hits playlist will always bring a smile to your face. Sorry, I just wanted to mention that real quick. Now back to Tim. Well, so the, <laughs> so the interesting part with, your son. so I don't have social media, Kelly does. So Kelly had sent her a message and just kind of said, hey, uh, you know, here we are. It was like, hi, my name is Kelly. And then I'm like paraphrasing just off the top of my head. But and my husband, Tim, recently did a 23andMe test. He matched with, and then I said like his aunt's name. We just said, you know, through the information that his parents have given us, as well as this 23andMe test, we have reason to believe that you are his biological mom. 
We just wanted to say hi. We are happy and healthy. We are raising a family in Wisconsin. I understand that this could become as like a shock to you, you know, if and when you're ever ready, like we'd love to talk to you or we'd love to connect or something to that effect. We wanted her to know that we are happy, healthy, give her a little bit of like a carrot that, you know, you've got grandkids, you know, because right. there's the two boys, but not so much that she had all the information all at once. And so just enough. Well, you guys probably know how Facebook works, but if you're not friends with somebody on Facebook, it goes off into like spam land. Unless you're searching for that message, you're not going to find it. So it went to her, but she didn't read it actually until I had gotten in touch with his biological sister. <laughs> and oh, wow. Well, you know, we kept waiting for the message to come through and, you know, be able to, okay, she saw the message, she read the message. And so then after about three or four weeks, after we didn't hear back from her, Kelly had found my biological sister on Instagram. And so she reached out to her and I'll let Kelly explain that story because that's kind of interesting. So on Instagram, you know this, but like if you friend request somebody and then you send a message, like they get the alert in like two places. So they get like the one that shows they have a friend request and then they get the alert like up in the top that shows they have a message. Uh -huh. So I was telling him, I'm like, well, if I friend request her, then she'll get two say like, hey, you have somebody that's waiting, you know? So anyways, I friend requested her and I sent a picture of like the friend request to one of my girlfriends. And I went back onto my Instagram and it says, I have to request her again. I'm like, this girl Ooh. is like rejecting my friend request. Oh, so yeah. I friend requested his sister eight times before she finally like wow. accepted my friend request. That's I'm like, you want to be friends with me. I have information that you want. Like I'm married to your brother, you know? Did she see your message so or she no? No, she just thought I was some person trying to sell her something or something oh, on Instagram. So and funny. then she had logged into Facebook and she saw it. So my friend requested her there and I sent her the same message there. And she was like, oh my gosh. And then she saw the message on Facebook, went back to Instagram and was like, holy cow. And then that opened everything. So then we were in contact with his biological sister. Wow. Now, was it a surprise for her to find out that she has a brother? Um, so this all happened very late on a Wednesday evening at about nine o'clock. And so she did a little bit of vetting. So she started asking Kelly some questions about my name and my date of birth. And kind of once we figured it out, you know, the floodgates were open. And so she told us that night that she had actually hired a private investigator to find me. Wow. Um, but they only knew my date of birth. They didn't know my name. So they weren't able to ever get anywhere. But she was 100% aware that she had a brother. She had always hoped that, you know, I would come around and find him. Everybody knew about him. He was never a secret. Um, yeah, I, I was, you know, kept in the family like any other, you know, grandchild. My biological grandparents kept a picture of me by oh, their nightstand with all gosh. the other grandkids. You know, everybody knew about me. Everybody kind of got around my mom and supported her and her decision. And my mom, you know, told me that she would always take off on my birthday. She'd take off work and just mm -hmm. have that day to herself. And Valentine's Day has always been a hard day for her because that was the day that her and his biological dad signed their rights over. So she's always hated Valentine's Day for that because oh. that reminds her of the day that she signed her rights over. And wow. Just, yeah. Like her family, so Kay comes from a big Catholic family, like six siblings, I think there's seven of them total, and 
they all just surrounded Kay in so much love and supported yeah. her. And she had like one or two sisters at the hospital with her when she had Tim. And his adoption was just surrounded by so much love. Like his bio mom loved him so much that she knew that she couldn't provide a good life for him. Mm -hmm. Um, She already had, you know, his older sister, Liz. And I don't know what that's like to love a child enough to like Mm -hmm. place them for adoption. But like Mary and Gary, you know, Tim's parents wanted a child so badly and couldn't have children. So you have love from like both sides coming together. And now you have this awesome man because of it, you know? Yeah. Wow. What an incredible story. And you know, the fact that they welcomed your whole family, I mean, and Tim and you especially, was such open arms because they had been trying to find you for so long. I know that like the fear, like you already had mentioned earlier, is that you never know what will happen when you go to reach out. There's definitely rejection that can happen and maybe you were a secret and all these things, but it was never the case. Like that literally could make me cry. Like it's just so, so sweet. Yeah. The interesting part too is about six months after I was adopted out and the local newspaper did an article on my mom and her decision to choose life and give me up for adoption. So when I met with my mom, I was able to read this article that the news did on her and the end of the article basically says that one day he'll come find me. And Uh. it was, you know, really touching reading that letter from 34 and a half years ago that, you know, she knew that I would find her someday. That is so incredible. And man, the strength that this woman had to, like you said, Kelly, to know that she couldn't provide. And so, and also I feel like having a child first and then having to give up the second child, like that's just got to like tear a mother's heart out. But she did it for you, Tim, which is just for your parents. I mean, the fact that they were able to have a child and love on you and take care of you. And now you have, you know, two moms who love you immensely. I mean, what an amazing, story. Yeah, it's all been worth the risk. You know, it was definitely worth the risk because we knew that there was a lot of risk involved in, in doing this whole thing. So no regrets so far, that's for sure. This is so joyful. And so, yeah. you know, we're like in the middle of one of the biggest moments of our lives, you know, outside of like getting married and having our boys and stuff. It's like, holy cow, like this is a huge deal. And for us, it's just been such a joyful time. And we just want to share that joy, you know, with people. And it's just been a good time for us. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, I always say life is all about timing because if you weren't watching uh-huh. the special for the Married at First Sight special, you know, maybe you wouldn't have had that inclination to do this because Jamie's story, finding her father or finding out who her father was a couple of months after he yeah. passed, you know, you never know where that would have led. Catching up to present day, and I don't know, I had to change my son upstairs, so I apologize if you covered this, but what is the relationship like now? And have you guys set any expectations as far as for the future? So I've basically been in contact with my whole sister every day. Yeah. June 24th was the day we made contact with them. And I texted her for a while initially because I'm on social media, Tim's not. And yeah, it's been awesome. Like we've had contact with them every single day since then. I don't think a day has gone by that we haven't talked to them. So So part of, you know, getting to know each other, he's been texting me every day, just asking me a question, you know, whether it's what's my favorite place to eat or favorite movie or life goals just to you know make up for 
all that lost time and trying to get to know each other. And then actually this past weekend, I had met my half-sister, Hannah, for the first time. And, you know, she never grew up with a brother. And Kay had kind of said to me, well, your sister doesn't know how to really have a brother. Like, she's never had that. So I said, we'll work on that, you know. So I kind of have been doing the same thing to my younger half-sister that my older biological sister has been doing. So I, I've been texting her every day and just saying, hey, you know, ask her a question. You know, what are your life goals? Is the half-sister? Um, she's quite a bit younger, too. Oh, gotcha. I was going to say, is she from the dad's side? Yeah, so my mom ended up getting married when my older sister was, uh, I believe, 17. And then they had my half-sister, Hannah. So basically, through this, we found out that my dad, Liz's dad, wasn't really involved much. Obviously, didn't want me and wasn't really involved much in her life growing up. I have had contact with him. We did have a phone conversation, a little bit of texting here and there. But, you know, things on that side, I guess, haven't really progressed much. And there's not a lot of expectation on that side. But with my mom and the siblings, we plan on keeping that going moving forward. So, Well, this is so incredibly heartwarming, this whole entire story. The fact that there's a pandemic going on and there's I mean, there's a lot of things happening in the world with like the Black Lives Matter movement and, you know, child sex trafficking. And so just to hear something positive, it's just such a heartwarming, good feeling. Thank you so much, Kelly, for emailing me and reaching out and telling me about this because obviously it had such an impact on me. And I was like, would you want to go on the podcast and share it with everyone? Because it's just such a good thing to hear in the midst of such chaos. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and we were hoping for like a good end result, you know, but like I said, we had prepared ourselves for it to not go well too. And so I think a lot of this is just being able to celebrate with people and, you know, like you guys too, because you had a similar story, you know, you can appreciate all the heartache that goes into not knowing a piece of who you are, you know, and then finally years later getting an answer. So that was really big for me and, and the family. And the other side too of this is that, Jamie, I knew you guys kind of struggled, you know, with some fertility stuff. We struggled with infertility too. And, you know, that was one of the whole things, like when you're going through all the doctor stuff, it was like that health history thing just kept coming up, kept coming up. And I'm like, you know, if nothing comes from this, like at least our boys then will have answers that Tim never had, you know, growing exactly. up as far as like his health history. And then to have that be really like kind of our baseline expectation was just to get the health history and then turn around and it's like God totally just blessed us tenfold with another family. I don't think anybody has ever been harmed by having so many people love them. Absolutely right? Like not. you can't yeah. ever have enough love. And I'm like, our boys are going to be so blessed to have, you know, another set of aunts and an uncle and, you know, a grandma and a grandpa. And I just, I don't know. We're so thankful that you know, more people to love our family and our kids is such a blessing. So absolutely. And I think Tim, it's so sweet. I can just tell just by chatting with you that you are fully respecting your adoptive parents. You know, obviously it's probably hard on them a little bit. I don't want to speak for them, but like, it's very clear that you're respecting them and you give them all the credit for who you are today. And you can also love your biological mom just as much, you know? Absolutely. And we had a conversation with my parents the other night and I think my mom's taking it probably a little bit harder. And my dad had even said, well, you know, when you adopt, you kind of have those expectations that someday they might go find their birth parents. You know, it's about love. It's about my mom gave me up for adoption because of love. And my mom respects that and she understands that. But yeah, I think like Doug said, everything was about timing here. And just God's timing, I think, really played into it because, you know, most of our married life, we've 
struggled with the infertility and then, you know. Our little guy was in the NICU for 12 days right after we had him, you know, so he got taken from me actually at the hospital, moved to a different hospital. Oh, um, wow. So I was recovering from a C-section and one, he was like 40 minutes away and another one, so Tim had to go call the ambulance there. And, you know, we like each year when we're looking through our years, we're like, I don't know emotionally if we would have had the capacity to accept this family into our lives, you know, like looking throughout the years and now it's just like, go figure in the middle of a pandemic. We're like, <laughs> yes, bring on the love, like bring on the joy, <laughs> you know, so. That's amazing. Yeah. And I think that you guys have such an amazing story, a positive story, and it does bring kind of like a ray of light through this pandemic. And it's just amazing how your attitude towards this, because it's not easy. You have to be mentally strong. You have to be mentally mature and, you know, reaching out and doing this. It's a major, major, it's a life-changing step. And I'm just so happy to hear that everything worked out. It sounds like you're on a path to starting a relationship with another family. And it's just really, really incredible. And I really appreciate you guys coming on and telling us and telling our friends the story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, you know, thank you guys for the opportunity to, to share that with everybody. And, you know, we just hope that for somebody else out there that's kind of in our position, Absolutely. you know, just, just take the risk and, you know, understand the risk, but, but be willing to take the risk as well. Because a lot of good things have come from us doing it. And I don't think we have any regrets about that- you know, That's reaching amazing. out, finding family. And, and like Kelly said, I think there's just more love to be spread, you know, and definitely in the times that we're in, I don't think spreading love is going to hurt anybody. So I think that when we can share these types of stories that are a bit vulnerable, you know, definitely putting yourself out there a little bit, but the impact it can have on another person's life is just monumental. Like for sure, I wouldn't have been this open if I hadn't first saw other women who were open about their fertility struggles and it made me feel less alone and less isolated. So then I felt like I should open up and share because maybe I could help someone else feel less alone. And the same thing goes, Tim, with this type of a story as well, because I was very, I mean, I had no choice but to be honest, I didn't have a dad because it started right from the beginning with our marriage. When we signed the marriage uh, certificate, they pulled me in the back and they were like, why is there no father on your birth certificate? Like, is this real? And all that. And I was like, yeah, my mom really just doesn't know who he is. And so it was awkward and sorry from the beginning, you know, I had to be kind of transparent about that. I didn't have a choice, but it turns out to be a good thing because, you know, when you can be open about this type of a thing, like for you, Tim, like the outcome is so good. And so I hope that by sharing this story with all of you guys listening, our friends, maybe it'll inspire someone else to just kind of take that leap of faith and, and at least give it a shot. And you never know what might come from it, you know? Yeah. Well, and that's the goal. You know, I, I've already had a lot of people reach out to me and just say, oh my gosh, I never knew <laughs> and how touching it was and the tears from, you know, friends and coworkers. And they're like, this is such an amazing story, you know? So I think to have this happen during the pandemic is just, it's just kind of made it that much more special because it gives you something to look forward to and, you know, purpose in life. Absolutely. I posted a video of their first hug and so many people have texted me, but like, I'm sitting here crying watching Tim hug his bio mom for the first time. And, you know, it's pretty sweet. So. <laughs> it's so, so incredible. So if there is anybody who'd want to reach out to you, are you guys open to having someone reach out to you if they have any questions or they want to follow up with you? Yeah, absolutely. I'll have to get a hold of Kelly because I, I don't use social media. So. Okay, yeah. Would you mind sharing what your handle is on Instagram? Yeah, absolutely. And Okay, so my handle is K period and then Dex, D-E-X-T. 
Perfect. So if any of you guys listening have any questions or concerns, Kelly is so, so sweet and she would be happy to chat with you. Um, Kelly and Tim, thank you so much. I am so happy for you, Tim, and for both of your children to have a bonus grandma. <laughs> yeah. And a bonus. Thanks all these for having answers. us on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thank you so much, Jamie and Doug. We really appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for coming on and sharing your story. I'm sure that there's not one person listening who's not smiling right now at this outcome. So thank you guys for coming on. Aww. See, you know, you never know who you're reaching when you put these things out there. And it's nice to know that other people have been able to, you know, get either encouragement or inspiration or really just something out of the words that we're saying. Yeah, no, honestly, it does feel good. And I feel like it's so important if you feel comfortable enough to be open and honest about whatever it is that you're going through in life, because it is going to help at least one other person. And if you're not comfortable, that's okay. But someone who is, chances are they're helping you. So Kelly had first reached out to me. And first of all, I felt so honored to be a small part of, I guess, like encouraging him to reach out to his family and then to know that it turned out so great. I'm like speechless. I'm just so honored to even be a small part of that. So of course, I was like, let's have you guys on the podcast and share about this because this is incredible. But anyways, we have another amazing episode coming at you guys next week. We've had a lot of really inspirational stories. I'm dying to know if you guys like these inspirational type stories. We had Brianna Lackwood, who has her mom as a surrogate on our last episode. I would love to know if you guys like more inspirational stories. If you want us to do more recaps of Married at First Sight. We love you guys. To stay up to date with everything Hot Marriage Cool Parents, you can visit us on our Instagram page or at Jamie and Otis or at Doug Hainer. We love hearing from you. We love your reviews. We love your feedback. We love you in general. And wash your hands. And wear a mask. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.